shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Felicia, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Francois. This is episode 21, recapping game two of the semifinals between the New York Liberty and Connecticut Sun. The Liberty got the win. Francois, how are we feeling about the performances in this game? Uh, There's a sense of relief uh, for this game because after the knockout blow in the first game, Mm. you know, I I really didn't know how the the Liberty were going to show up. And obviously we knew that, you know, they wanted to rectify that game one. Mm. But the way the Connecticut Sun were playing in this game made you doubt as to whether that was going to be possible. Mm. And it was a very emotional night, you know. Uh, Sandy Brando did mention that. Uh, because on that very day, we found out that Brian Stewart is the WNBA Woo-hoo! most valuable player of the 2023 season. And... That created a lot of buzz, good and bad, a lot of tension as to like who really deserve it. And it, and it was very emotional for, for Stewie to um, get the trophy, all the accomplishments, all the efforts put into uh, you know, a craft. And so it's hard because it's like you receive the trophy and you kind of have to deliver on that day because yeah. people are going to question, look at everything you do, like, mm-hmm. oh, you see, you know, she's not scoring points, that's your MVP. Like, you know, when you're down uh, by one game in the playoff, it, it's tough. And we knew that Connecticut, on the other hand, was going to prove and play for Alyssa Thomas, who, mm-hmm. you know, sadly, you know, after a historic season, uh, didn't get the trophy. It's, it's hard, you know, like, they were... She was so deserving, just as Asia was deserving. And so we knew that they were going to play for her. So there was a lot of emotions and a lot of, you know, intensity and tension in this game. But I'm so relieved that the Liberty got the win. And it's a 1-1 situation now. We start from scratch almost again. And I cannot wait to see how things are going to go in Connecticut. But yeah, definitely a sense of relief. Yeah, you know, we obviously as Liberty fans wanted Stewie to win, but, you know, we spoke about this before that all three are deserving. Asia, um, Alyssa, and Brianna Stewart, you know, we we knew it was going to be a tight race and you knew it was going to come down to just mere votes between them because they all had just huge seasons that impacted their teams and really helped to lead their teams to so many victories and so you know you knew you knew this was going to be tough and yeah based on the voting and 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 also let me just say whoever voted (laughs) asia for fourth place i knew it (laughs) yes i'm not an aces fan but asia for fourth place you're wilding like that's crazy (laughs) but you know it but other than that, that's a side note. But other than that, you know, you knew this was going to be tight. Congratulations to Stewie on, on this impeccable achievement. You know, but yeah, you got to lock in. And, you know, as we've talked about it, we've noticed that the points aren't really going up for Stewie right now. But mm. she is impacting the game in other ways, you know. And we'll get into that as yeah. the game goes on. But, you know, she's impacting with blocks, assists, and, she, you know, defense. Like... She's doing all the other things if the shots aren't going down. She's not, you know, 
getting into herself and not doing the other things. She's helping her teammates and they are rising to the occasion to get the buckets and, and, and lead the team to a victory. And that's what happened tonight. Like I said in the previous game, we needed Benijah and we needed Sabrina. And those are the people who stepped up. Also, John Cole Jones started off the game tremendously. You know, I thought she was going to get a double, <laughs> double, double before the before the first half ended. But she also, everyone, sloop. I mean, everyone stepped up tonight. And that is what the Liberty needs in order to win. Like, you know, for the Connecticut side, you know, it, it's tough for, for AT. And I don't know if that affected her game. You know, she didn't do that great tonight. Um, Bonner did okay, but the top player of the night all around <laughs> um, was Tiffany Hayes. And so, yeah, you, you have a team that's going to be tough defensively and offensively, but they just didn't have everyone scoring tonight. And that was also a huge advantage for the Liberty and also a huge advantage of the, for the Liberty was actually getting Rebecca Allen in foul trouble, which helped um, in a great way. All right. Well, you know, there's a lot, lot to unpack uh, here. So let's let's break it down quarter by quarter. And like you said, like first quarter, uh, John Cole Jones was dominating. Mm-hmm. I mean, she had a couple of post moves that were beautiful. Mm-hmm. There was that basket where she like kind of twisted, like she was playing with a pivot foot and like you know almost like dancing and stuff. And Bonner could not stop her. She got the end one. And and she just continued on what she had done in the in the first half of the first game. Now, what was surprising at the end of game one was that it was the first loss for the Liberty when John Cole Jones had a double double. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, they were thirteen and zero or something like that. So you know, it wasn't like you know a small accomplishment that Connecticut did in that first game. So I was happy that, you know, uh, Junko Jones continued to dominate in that first quarter. But like you said, Tiffany A's was the X factor for Connecticut in that game. What a performance. I mean, she started with 12 points in that first quarter. She has probably one of the first, uh, the quickest first step uh, in the game. And obviously, when you have Alyssa Thomas setting a screen for you, yeah. uh, that is going to tremendously help you to get into the basket. And so I felt like, you know, even though we were dominating for, with John Quell, we didn't really take like a big lead because, you know, Tiffany Hayes was on fire. And, you know, at that moment, you know, when the Connecticut Sun was staying afloat, that's when they decided to go on a little run, an uh, 11-0 run. And with some plays that were like, okay, so what do you think of like, you know, Bonner? That's a bread and butter when she has the, that free and she kind of throws herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's smart. Like she tries the very best to sell the foul. Mm-hmm. And usually like, you know, players either fall for it or the ref are falling for it. But, you know, she was fairly quiet like so far in the mm-hmm. game compared to game one. But then she had that play where she got fouled at the three point line. Uh, so that gave free free throws for Connecticut. She made the first two, missed the third one, and then uh, Adoda had the tip uh, um, on the play, which kind of gave them like a four-point play. Mm-hmm. And you felt like, you know, they ended that first quarter on the 11 row run, and you felt like, oh, man, like, Liberty started that game so well, and it's almost like, like Connecticut kind of canceled it out, and it's like, hmm, 
that's not really good for the momentum. So, how did you feel like when like Connecticut so like went back into the game so so quickly? Um, I wasn't surprised because I think this is a you know a game of runs. You know, one team hits first, the other team comes back, and being the two technically the two and three seed in the league, you always knew this was going to be a tough matchup. This was going to be a tight. These games were not. I wasn't expecting any sort of blowouts or anything like that. These games were going to come down to the wire, and you're going to have these runs going back and forth. And the way Connecticut played in the first game and how strong they were, you know, both offense and defense, I expected the same energy. You know, it was just more that the Liberty needed to match that energy, and they needed to do better. Um, And so, and they needed to do better defensively. So I just thought... You know, I initially thought like, man, we can't we can't get into a deep hole with Connecticut. We need to stop some of this bleeding. We need to get some stops. We they need to get back on defense and really focus in. I think, you know, they really tried to focus in more maybe on, you know, Alyssa Thomas and Bonner. And I felt like Tiffany Hayes got to run the floor pretty easily yeah. initially. You know, I think it was just too easy. I don't. I, maybe they didn't expect her to do what she was doing <laughs> tonight that night but i just think that they they have to tighten some some things up um and hopefully they'll do that you know in the next game but for this one it was the first quarter you know going in everybody's going to take their punches and they really have to just settle in and keep their poise and if they can do that and if they can also run with pace talking about the liberty they can get back in the game yeah now, the other thing that was a little worrying and also helped Connecticut game back into this game was the turnovers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think the, the Connecticut Suns defense uh, has been suffocating for the Liberty. They mm-hmm. put a lot of pressure on the guards. Uh, and obviously, their tactic with Sabrina is to double team her as quickly as possible. Um, and as a result, that caused her to, yeah. you know, turn the ball over a few times, salute as well, um, putting a lot of pressure on Stewie. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I was kind of worried about those aspects of the game that were very similar to game one. Um, and uh, we got to talk about Stewie. I mean, I mean, obviously, it was an emotional game uh, for her. Um, and Alyssa Thomas has been amazing uh, mm-hmm. defensively on, on Stewie. Even though I have to say that, you know, for someone who's MVP or one of the top players in the league, when you usually tend to get more favorable calls, um, you know, she didn't get many calls as Stewie because it was always on the verge of, like, the, you know, limit in terms of physicality. Um, they were putting a lot of pressure on her. But it took a long time for Stewie... Uh, to get her first points. I mean, she got her first two points after 14 minutes of play. And that wasn't even a field goal. That was at the free throw line. What did you make of um, Connecticut's defense on, on Stewie and moving forward, what you think Stewie should do? You know, it's stifling. Um, but, you know, she's still doing all the little things to get the ball to her teammates and where they can be the ones. And then, you know, I think you may not, you may want to, you know, double team Stewie, you may want to double team Sabrina. But like you saw in this game, when they would do that, she would kick it out to maybe Sloot, even, you know, JJ or Bernaja, in particular Bernaja and uh, Courtney Vandersloot. 
I would say when they would get the ball, you know, even for Sloot, she was scoring some points tonight herself. Yeah. And I think, you know, they were the X factors as well for the Liberty down the stretch. You know, if if Stewie couldn't get the ball in the in in there, she's passing it out. She's trying to get it to one of her teammates, which is either Sloot, Benaja. If Sabrina can't get it, you know, and that is what worked when everyone is contributing to the score. That just helps your team all around, and you know, you know, and on the other side for Connecticut, really it was just Tiffany Hayes yeah. and Bonner. Obviously, came up in that in there too, but. Really, it was Tiffany Hayes. At she ended up with ten points in the game, but she missed a lot of shots, just like Stewie. Yeah. And so I think you know, what can Stewie do? They're constantly double teaming her. So I think, you know, she's just gonna have to be the decoy until she can get enough space to really get her shot. And she did get some good shots off at yeah. times, um, because now when you see Benaja with the hot hand or. Sloot is taken off to the basket and <laughs> she's still quick with her moves. So it's, you know, when they when you can cause confusion for Connecticut, if you can cause confusion on their defense, it'll likely get her open. Um, for Sabrina, I will say. Well, let's talk about Sabrina, actually. Because yeah. you called it last time around, I think it was the previous podcast, when you said, like, you need someone, you know, with some mid-shot, uh, mid-range uh, shots. And we got to give props to Sabrina because she's targeted because they know Connecticut know that Sabrina is a threat, especially at the three-point line. Uh, so they put a lot of pressure on her. Mm-hmm. But you got to give her props because she adjusted in this game. She was able to read the defense and attack the basket a countless number of times, which caused you know Baker Allen to get caught a few fouls. And you know knowing that Baker Allen was the player of the game or game one, that helped the Liberty tremendously. Mm-hmm. But she was also able to have a couple of floaters uh, that were really beautiful to uh, to see. And, you know, she could add that to that uh, game consistently uh, and not just rely on the freeze. She's going to be, I mean, she's already a threat, but she's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, quite tough to, uh, to manage. I think, yeah, I think in the playoffs, she's going to have to, go to that you know she's gonna get looks at three you know at times but she's gonna need to go to that you know you're not they they know you're a three-point threat so a lot of times they're gonna defend you high and also watching her go to the basket it's impressive because you see it's coming you see the development in that and and she's knocking down those shots so it's like just seeing it more and more and, you know, hopefully it'll just keep coming throughout the playoffs and, and down the line. But, yeah, she did well, you know, just seeing those moves. And I was like, yes, <laughs> finally. <laughs> you know, we saw it a bit through the through the regular season. Yeah. But now this is when you need to because they're cutting you off at the three-point line and you can't just be stuck because then what they do, the double team comes, they trap her, they try to run her off the line. And I wish um, also her and JJ, especially when JJ tries to set a screen for her, whether or when they switch, and you see she needs to maybe be quicker on reading what the defense is about to do. Because those times, someone is wide open at that moment. And, you know, it's hard when you got two tall people on you. So it's not easy. It's, It's easier said than done. But hopefully, you know, down the line, they can 
sharpen that where it's like you see the second person coming pass it to jj right away because now she's open she's yeah. wide open or whomever is passing it to sabrina the likelihood is they're going to be open because the double team's about to come so um overall though she did well yeah so at halftime uh the connecticut sun are up by four 42 to 38 and considering that stewie in that first half only had four points all of those four points were at the free throw line. She was 0 for 5, um, you know, in terms of field goals. Um, so you got to feel slightly good about it, considering that your MVP uh, only scored four points. Um, but I would say in the second half, before I talk about Benajalini and Courtney Vandersloot, what was one of the keys to that game and something that I was definitely not expecting was the zone defense mm. by the Liberty. Uh, they started a little bit in that second quarter and did more of that in the second half. And that was pretty much the key to the game. The number of times that they were able to either steal the ball, for, you know, force Connecticut to take a tough shot and get those, those boards. Uh, another battle that the Liberty win, com- uh, won compared to game one. Uh, that was crucial to me. Uh, what did you make of, of that adjustment? Because, you know, in terms of individual defense, the Liberty were struggling to contain mm. some of the, the star players from the Connecticut Sun. So what did you make of that, that switch in terms of defense strategy? That, I think, really saved the game for them. And it helped them to win this game. You know, it really set, you know, that defense, his own defense, it helped to get, you know, steals and missed shots and you know, getting Connecticut not in their rhythm, you know, getting them out of rhythm and forcing shots and missing shots. And so it was huge for the Liberty and just that, and just seeing them come out in the third quarter in this game, so effective and so strong Mm. than the first, then game one, where the third quarter, they just seemed lethargic in game game one. You were like, oh, this is not going to end well, (laughs) but in this one, you, you, I liked what I saw. They came out strong. Yeah, they went with his own defense. It worked. You know, obviously, you can't do that the entire time. But they, it worked for them in this game. And hopefully, that's something they, like Sabrina even said in the post game, yeah. that's something they can have in their back pocket when they need to go to it. Because, yeah, there's still some things they got to tweak, some things they got to stay firm with for the next game. And so, you know you have that in your back pocket, which can disrupt Connecticut, but again, everybody's going to make their adjustments, um, so we'll see. Um, but I will say, the highlight <laughs> of the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the third quarter. I think I know what you're talking about. That block. Woo! By Stewie. Oh, yeah. On Nelson Nadota. <laughs> oh, my gosh. To see it live. I mean, even seeing it, even when we watch it back, it's, it's intense. But from the angle we saw it from... Man, it just looked so violent. Like, Nelson Dota just crumbled underneath Stewie. And you were just like, oh my gosh. But that was also a pivotal point in that game. Because even though she might not have been getting points on the board that much, these are the types of plays where she was affected. Five blocks, the most in in a, a playoff game in WNBA history. I think it was... Um, I, I think it was the... The Liberty's uh, record in the WNBA playoff. I'm not sure if it's the record. Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah, yeah. 
but still five blocks in one game that that is impressive and so you know I I think that for me was the highlight of the game and also just seeing them gel and really fight and grind this one out we as I said before this was not going to be a blowout because both teams I feel like in a way they are equally matched and it, it was always going to be a grind. So I'm just glad the Liberty came out strong and aggressive in the second half. Yeah, I think what was very interesting uh, after the game, John Cole June said that, you know, they had to uh, watch the game, the game one as a team. And it was an eye opener, you know. They felt embarrassed by the, the performance they had and how stagnant they were on offense mm-hmm. and the lack of intensity on defense. So... I think it was good for them to watch it together, talk about it, and, and realize what they needed to change. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sabrina said that, you know, the fact that, you know, it's not like the Liberty were playing zone defense all throughout the season yeah. every single game. Yeah. You know, that was something that they had not done in quite some time. So that shows, like, you know, the communication, the drive of, of that team to do anything they can to, to succeed. And that block from, from, from Stewie came because they put a lot of pressure on zone defense. Now, Connecticut on that play was able to move the ball and transition the ball quickly, mm-hmm. which obviously at some point, Benaja had to come and help on one side, which left uh, Ododo on her own in the paint. But when you have a player like Stewie yeah. um, that is so quick and, you know, Wingspan, she, has the, <laughs> she yeah. has the length, she can jump, uh, she's quite physical. Uh, that block, I mean, I remember I was, you know, you know, on my seat, like, I jumped. Everybody jumped. Like, I, like the, <laughs> I whole the whole stadium crowd, got up. <laughs> like, it was almost like a roar. Like, it was insane. And That was a nasty block. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's almost like dunking on someone, but, like, sometimes blocks are just as exciting, if not more, sometimes than than dunks or, or you know crossovers so it was it was awesome and and Sandy Brandillo mentioned it after the game and even John Quell that that's what an MVP is you know even when things are not going their way offensively or in terms of uh, field goal percentage you find other ways to be effective and contribute to the game and obviously she she is also the vocal leader of that team so she's gonna do everything yeah. she can uh, to get the win, no matter what, and that block energized the crowd and the and the team overall, and it was it was great. And so at that moment, uh, the Liberty had a little momentum in the game, and they started to play with more pace. Uh, you know, having you know a couple of fast breaks. Tuiga even uh, had the first field goal in that quarter. Uh, Benaja, Sabrina were cooking. Um, and I think at some point we had like a 10-point lead. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the Connecticut Sun had to take a timeout. And you felt like confident. The crowd was like really pumped. You felt like, you know, that's the moment where the Liberty are just going to like take a big cushion and, and just have a, yeah. you know, easy win in the second half. But then you realize like for the last four, like Connecticut took a timeout. There was about four minutes and 15 seconds left in that third quarter. The Liberty did not score a single basket after that in that quarter. And slowly but surely, uh, the Connecticut Sun came back. And by the end of the third quarter, 
they only down by two and it's like, oh man, we have to start everything from scratch again. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this team just would not quit, is it? I mean, it's playoffs. Yeah. Don't, nobody wants to lose. At this point, you want to win. You want to win. You want to take one, if not two, from your opponent's home court. And they're not going to give up. You know, it's playoffs. Every game counts, you know. And every game lost, you're just closer to going home. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's important that that's why this is a grudge match. And it's important that both teams stay composed. But I will say one of the things that I noticed for Connecticut, and as we were talking about this, we said it's similar to what you see sometimes with Dallas, with the Dallas Wings, Mm. is that, yes, we've even complained about the refs in the WNBA and how, like, some stuff you wonder, like, did you, you're on the court and we're seeing it from whether television or we're seeing it from way up that this didn't happen or and the calls sometimes just look like phantom calls <laughs> um but i'm sure for the players it's even worse for them we 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 might feel some stuff but for them you know i'm sure it's especially charged and they got to keep composure with all of that they mm. can't sit there and complain every 5 seconds and one of the things i will say is that there were a couple of shot there were a couple of scores where you know there was one in particular where, you know, Tiffany Hayes was going up and I guess she thought John Claw would foul her <laughs> and John Claw kind of stopped. Yeah. Mid, you know, to let her go. Um, and she sort of went out of control and ended up flying almost into one of the cameramen. And for somebody who has a bum knee and playing on it and obviously she's tough, she's aggressive, but to do that, there were just some plays where you're throwing yourself mm. And it's to your own detriment. Yeah. It's like some of these plays, what are you doing? Like, are you trying to get a call? Are you trying to just injure yourself even more? And it was just wild because at that point you saw every time a foul is called, complaint after complaint, or there's just constant talking. And I was like, but it's a foul. Like, yeah. When you watch, like when we were at the Barclays and you re- uh, see the replays on the Jumbotron and then we rewatched the game after that on, on TV, like a lot of the calls they were complaining about. We're accurate. Well, yeah, we're justified. I'm and- not saying every call. There were some crazy calls too, but most of the foul calls they were making, they were accurate. Yeah, I, I definitely felt felt like it got them out of the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you could also give credits to the Liberty for frustrating Connecticut. But I think, yeah, the, the level of complaining and frustration uh, definitely play uh, against them. Um, so it will be interesting to see um, how they're going to rectify that at home. Um, I mean, you know, if they continue that way and it distracts them, you know, I mean, good for us, you know, we're Liberty, <laughs> we're Liberty fans, but it, it definitely takes away, you know, from the game when you have, you know, players, uh, that complain all the time, like at some point, like you all, uh, Hoopers, uh, let's, let's sort it out on the court. Um, I didn't feel like for this time around the ref where, you know, giving too much of an advantage to Liberty because there were some calls as well that were were nonsensical uh, on the other side. So I felt like it was, it was pretty even. Um, But yeah, it is, it is what it is. Um, I felt like the game was, you know, more physical than what we normally see uh, during the Mm -hmm. regular season. So I do feel like they had more freedom that they would normally get uh, in the regular season. But 
you know, fourth quarter, uh, you know, things are still pretty tight. But we got to give props, I said that earlier, to Benajah Lenny and mm-hmm. Courtney Vandersloot. But Najalini only had three points in the first game. Mm. And there were games in the regular season, especially the first part, where she wasn't necessarily scoring a lot of points. You know, mm. she was trying to figure out a role in the in that new team. You know, she went from, you know, most improved player with the Atlanta Dream to being the star player of the Liberty with a very young team and a lot of rookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, second season, you know, battling injuries and coming back at, at the perfect time. But... I still felt like, you know, when it came to the playoff in the series against Chicago, um, she wasn't 100%. Um, but now it's like you have, like, John Cole Jones, Brandon Stewart, Kunde Vandersloot. Like, what is going to be her role in that team? Is it more defensive, offensive? It took a bit of time. But, wow, like, I don't think we would be where we are right now if it wasn't for Benajah um, this season. And that game, she she show up, show out, and when the Liberty needed buckets, you know, there's a T-shirt that said Benaja is, is bucket. bucket, yeah. And she was, I mean, she was five for seven at the three point line, and it was always at times where the Liberty really needed mm-hmm. some points because even though I felt like the Liberty were moving the ball a little bit better in this game, they were still at times a little like st- uh, you know stagnant. And, you know, she would bail us out, like, at the mm-hmm. best of time. Um, and Vendor Slute as well, like, you know, some people were saying, like, oh, if, you know, there's one player you want to leave alone to take, you know, shots, it's, it's her. But Vendor Slute in the playoff, it's, it's a different beast. It's mm-hmm. a different player. You know, she's still that playmaker, but I feel like she has more poise and, you know, more focus on that shot. Um, and she also, like, you know, was on fire from the three-point line in the mid-range. Yeah, she was three for four at the three-point line. And so, and Vandersloot is quick. Mm-hmm. And the thing, you know, with Courtney Vandersloot is just, you're not always sure what she's about to do. Because when she takes off, it's almost a team, it, they usually don't expect it. Like, you think she's going to pass it, yeah. she's going to give it to Stewie, she's going to pass it to Sab, or, you know, anybody... And sometimes she just takes off. She sees that lane and she's gone and you're not going to catch up to her. And so, you know, I think that helped them because she was a little unpredictable tonight. That she didn't, she wasn't just the point guard passing, she's shooting, you know. And for her and Benijah, you know, Benijah ended up with 20 points. Sloot had 19 points. Um, You know, Sab overall had the high score. She had 21 points. But, yeah. In the fourth quarter, it was all about Laney and Vandersloot, and they rose to the occasion, and they did what they needed to do to get the Liberty to win. Yeah, like, that's the beauty with this team this year is that there's so many weapons that, you know, if a lot of them click, it's going to be hard to figure out, like, how mm-hmm. to stop this team because, obviously, they started to focus more on JJ in the second half because she was scoring so many points in the first uh, yeah. part of the game. They started double teaming her. So what did she do? There were times like she, there was that beautiful, you know, pass across the court uh, for Benaja that you know got the free. And then sometimes like you know Slew, you know, she started making shots. So then it's like, oh, it's not. We gotta focus on her. Mm-hmm. And then at some point she passed the ball to Stewie, who scored first free um, in the in the game. And so it's like really hard on the team to be like, man, like where do we? 
why do we cut the head of the snake here? Because this, there's so many poisons. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like, you know, even though Connecticut was not giving up and, you know, you had Tiffany A still wouldn't give up and she scored 30 points in that game. I was definitely not expecting that many points from her. Um, you know, at some point it was a little too much for Connecticut. And uh, yeah, they got the win. Uh, we're happy that it's 1-1. Um, you know, overall, it was only like 84 to 77, uh, but we'll take that win. It doesn't matter, 1 point, 20 points, 30 points, a win is a win. And as Sabrina said, like, you know, they got, they're glad that they got the win, and that's, that's all that matters. And so now we're going to go to Connecticut for two games, mm -hmm. um, Friday uh, at 7.30, and then Sunday, Sunday at 3 p.m. How do you see... Uh, you know, this battle in Connecticut because that's going to be very, very interesting. I mean, Connecticut is very strong at home. Mm -hmm. We beat them twice in the regular season. We know that doesn't necessarily mean much. Uh, but how do you see this series, um, you know, back in, well, in C CT? The Liberty can take it if they tighten up defense. Defense will win you games. And... And the boards, too, rebounding. If JJ can get those rebounds for you, and if you tighten up your defense, whether it's zone or man-to-man, -man, you know, it. you can win the game. It's a matter of them staying locked in. Yeah. That's going to be the key. Whether, you know, Connecticut is still going to probably double-team Stewie, so you kind of need to make her the decoy if that's the case. And maybe her and Sab kind of our decoys until they can find an opening, you know, but you're still going to need Benija. You're still going to need Vandersloot. You're going to need JJ. Those are your three because you know that the target, the main targets on your team are Stewie and Sab. So Stewie first, obviously. So I think they, if they can tighten those things up, they can get the win. They can grind this out again. It, I feel like it will still be a nail biter. I, I can't see it being any sort of blowout win. Like, I could see either team winning by five to seven points. Hopefully it's the Liberty. Because I do <laughs> think they can do this. It's just a matter of staying poised, staying composed, and sticking to the game plan and communicating effectively on the court. And also protecting the ball. Like, what will kill them every time and what they have done throughout the season and what has killed them to allow other teams to get back in the game is turnovers. You had 14 mm. turnovers this game. Yes, you won, but that's just way too many turnovers. You need to get that. You need to keep that down in the single digits as best you can, and that will help as well. That will be huge for them. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, it's, it's you know, the key is going to be, um, you know, the guards of Connecticut mm -hmm. um, because, you know, we saw in the first game you had, you know, Becca Allen, uh, that was on fire. They had Dewana Bonner. Um, then Tiffany A's in the second game. Um, so that's going to be important to not only be able to control that, um, but also um, making sure that if on defense, if Connecticut is putting a lot of pressure on, uh, on the guards of the Liberty, that they're able to read the defense and figure out different options like they did uh, in game two. Mm -hmm. I really hope that, you know, they continue to play Liberty basketball, which is ball movement, mm -hmm. you know, pace, 
you know, when they were stagnant in uh, game one and even to yeah. some degree against uh, the Mystics in the, in the first round, we know that it's, it's not going to be good. If you hold on to the ball for too long and then start attacking in the last five or six seconds, that plays in Connecticut's favor. So I really hope that, you know, they bring pace and variety in the offense, being able to read the defense. And I really like the zone defense, to be honest. Like, that was definitely a nice surprise. And I hope that they continue to mix it up. Like Sabrina said, like they don't want to necessarily rely overly on just the zone defense because Connecticut will make the adjustments. Mm -hmm. But to be able to offer something different because, you know, Connecticut has shown that, you know, they can do some damage to the Liberty's defense uh, individually. And when you have Alyssa Thomas setting some good screens or people cutting to the basket, it's really hard. So I hope that they can mix it up. And in terms of the offense as well, I mean, it feels like we need at least two or three players to have big games uh, to mm -hmm. get the win. So, you know, we don't know who's going to be hot in that game. But if you see that someone is struggling or that Connecticut is able to, like, locked, uh, locked in uh, one of their players, then find another player um, to, um, you know, to get going. It looks like uh, Sandy is going to rely heavily on our uh, starting yeah. lineup, um, you know, so far the, the bench players haven't played that much. Uh, probably Katie, uh, Kayla Foran is the player on, from the bench with the most minutes. But even someone like Marine Johannes, you know, hasn't played that much so far. Um, Dawson as well, you know, played a couple of minutes. Uh, Nyaris Abeli only played like the last minute of, you know, the, the game one. And uh, Justin Willoughby hasn't played yet. So so the starting lineup is going to be used quite a lot. And the same thing goes with Connecticut. We saw Bonner and Alyssa Thomas play 40 minutes in, in the last game. So, you know, they know each other very well now. Uh, so it's going to be exciting to see the adjustments and how both teams are going to respond. We will be in my hand for uh, game three to, uh, you know, watch... Uh, that game uh, on the big screen at a, um, you know, watching party organized by the Liberty. So we hope that the fans will uh, will show up uh, just to recreate the the Barclays atmosphere, um, you know, in a different place, obviously, uh, since we won't be able to be in Connecticut. But yeah, like, let's just hope that it's a great show and that it turns in our favor. Um, and so... That's, that's about it for uh, today's episode. Uh, thank you so much uh, for listening to our podcast. We'll try to record uh, the next episode uh, the day after uh, Game 3. Uh, but as we always say, Felicia, let's, let's go, go Liberty! Liberty!